Hey, this is David Poindexter, a.k.a. Robert Tables. This is Matthew Brosey, a.k.a. Rex Havoc. Thanks for coming back for another episode of Top Down RPG. So, we've covered some basic acronyms. You've decided to play D&D. You've had some advice on creating a character. And what's next? Roberta Bowles, how to how do you feel about commitment in Dungeons and Dragons? I think that my experience has been with a group that's committed uh, from pretty much my get-go. I know that lots of people have had experiences with like one-off games, uh, one-shots, or they've maybe played with some friends and then after four or five games, they got busy and then they just stopped playing. What is the most important part of all the bits that go along with commitment to you? Why, why is commitment important to you? And, and what does it look like uh, when you think it's going right? And what does it look like to you when you think it's going wrong? Regarding time commitment, it's not really the duration of a session. It's the regular occurrence of it so that people can defend that slot on their calendar and keep that available. And that's the thing that's really tough is I found it easier to try to create a slot that's weekly because then it's no question of like, for example, my recycling company picks up every other week. And it's like every week I'm like, oh crap, is this recycling day or not? Because it's not an every single week thing. I found that that is a thing that helps me. And then it's easier for me to communicate to others around me. Hey guys, you know, the Sunday afternoons are my gaming day mm -hmm. instead of, you know, that every yeah, other, Sunday, sure. how are they going to remember I, I think that? that's, that's, that's really important. And, and what, what bothers you the most when it comes to commitment? I think the things that bother me the most are, well, so showing up late to a game, taking longer breaks than agreed upon by the group, like, hey, let's take a five minute break and it's 20 minutes later before you get going again. And then short notice having having to, to you know, say, hey, guys, I can't be there. And And from the player point of view, I mean, I know life comes up. But the longer the notice, the better, because I, as a player, might have had something cool I wanted to do with your character next session. Suddenly you're not there and I got to pivot. And then also for a DM, you might have had like something super critical. Like, could you imagine your final boss fight for a module and all of a sudden somebody like pretty critical to your party is like, no, nah, I can't make it. Yeah. And like, oh, cool. I mean, that boss be fight without tough. the cleric. Yeah. No, Let's those go. are all very valid things. But I think what we're talking about at the end of the day, when we talk about the level of commitment that you're talking about, is we're talking about a committed person versus a casual person, right? I think somebody who is casual uh, in right. playing Dungeons and Dragons isn't going to feel the same, right? They might have that, oh, well, I'm just getting together to play with my friends, so we show up on Friday night, we show up on Friday night, like people going out to the bar or meeting for, to go to a bowling alley or an arcade or wherever else you want to go to axe throwing or anything that you want to do with your friends. Nobody ever shows up at the same time, right? They all, they all show up somewhere around six-ish. Some people are half an hour early, some people are half an hour late. And I think that's, that's come right. from a perspective of a very casual player. So I think one of the things that I think we should discuss together is like, what is the difference between somebody who is committed to the game and somebody who is casual? 
And I think we need to talk about the pros and cons of both because they are both okay, right? There's two, there's two types of playing dungeons. There's two ways of playing Dungeons sure. and Dragons to me, right? At the end of the day, I think you have a more serious committed group. Now, does that mean you're not making fart and dick jokes? No, that's not what a more seriously committed group means. It just means that you're more serious about the game itself instead of a more beer and pretzels approach to Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I feel like the beer and pretzels approach is like, oh, everybody mm. gets here when they get here. We start when everyone gets here and we're done when we just feel like being done. Right? Where, where, where the more committed group is like, hey guys, we start at that's, six o'clock sharp. If you're not going to be here, um, let us know. It's more, I like to think of it as more like a corporate America approach, right? Because you're scheduling a meeting with people. And you, you expect them to yeah. be there on time and you expect them to yeah, pay attention basically. and contribute to the meeting, right? Whereas beer and pretzels is, hey, guys, we're going to get together, talk about it at the bar. And whenever yeah. people show up and talk about it, people show up and talk about it. It's interesting that that, that gets into mm -hmm. just even beyond the idea of the time commitment, right? So the time commitment question is, do our... Do you have the ability to control your schedule enough to show right. up at the cadence? Like at all? Some people would love to play, but they just can't do it. Like Wing people shift, that are slinging shit work shifts all over or uh they they yeah, they they just cannot actually plan to do it either monthly, weekly or bi-weekly. Bi um they're just it's too chaotic. They can't really stick to one thing. The other part of commitment, though, I think, is in terms of, like, the types of players, do you think about D&D &D outside of D&D? &D? Like, outside of that game night, are you thinking about your character and the story, what you want to do next, your relationships with the other party members, or do you just show up and you're like, well, let's go. Where were we? What were we doing? And, and that's fine, too. It's kind of like speed limits. The raw speed limit mm. is never the problem. It's when you have a differential of people going yeah, it's when you vastly have somebody different going 20 speeds, miles an hour and somebody uh, going that can cause miles an hour causes the problem. And I think that's true with D&D &D too, right? So you can find a happy medium right. between these two people as long as there's some basic understandings uh, about what your expectations are, right? And I think that is the most important part of commitment, whether it be the more beer and pretzels commitment or the more like strict, hey, this is our start time commitment. I think the important part of that is to express your expectation to your DM and your other players and get everybody on board, right? Like if you have somebody who's chronically late to everything in their life, maybe there's something you do as a group to make sure that that person isn't late for D&D. &D. Maybe you just tell them D&D &D starts at 5.30, when your start time right. is really six o'clock. So they show up yeah. at 5.45 or, or 10 of, 10 of well, six and yeah. they're there on time, right? Maybe that's the solution to your problem is you tell them that D&D just starts a half yeah. an hour early. So mm -hmm. let's say that you think that you could say, sure, mm -hmm. I'm free on Sundays, right? And then things happen. I think it's important for the whole table to know that can happen to anyone and then just be flexible mm -hmm. enough to to allow someone to dip from a campaign 
And then that also means being flexible sure. enough to maybe bring someone else into an existing campaign. Some of those work and some of those don't, right? Uh, some campaigns just don't I work jumping in the middle. I think that's I would a argue lie. probably I'm, most I'm of them could. As the DM, you have complete creative control over your world, even if it is slightly askew from your vision. So if you bring somebody in in the middle of a campaign and you're, say, three levels down on a dungeon dive and there's no possible way that another living human being could have been there, guess what? You're the DM. So there is a possible way another human being could have been there. And so either because you say that there is, you either add them to because the next you say room that, there is. that the players are going to find and come up with a legitimate reason for them to be there or just have them stumble out of a portal in front of the party and the portal immediately closes behind them. Done. Right? Yeah, like stranger things have happened. Act of God. Have them appear instantly in front of the party. Oh, I was trying to teleport somewhere Certainly. using a device that is no longer use useful, uh, but the teleportation ended me here. Right? Boom. Player is instantly there. Don't Fiddle right. around with getting your player into the game. You have the ability to do that. And I think that moves into what we're talking about when we're talking about time and commitment. Another thing I was thinking is, is that some people, longer campaigns, even if they had the ability to commit to showing up, maybe longer campaigns aren't really their thing. Like, if you were to say, go do a one-shot, which is a very deceiving name anyway, uh... But if you were to go with a shorter campaign style that let them experience lots of different areas of the world or different characters they could play and really build up that experience, it might be a good experience for a new person to get smaller bite size exposure than to dive into a campaign and immediately mm -hmm. it's going to be one story. I mean, definitely. For a I year mean, and that, that could be what a commitment issue that? for some people, right? They don't want to commit to playing in a single campaign for that long. Sometimes people's D&D &D time is very precious. And that's why we're talking about commitment, right? Because if I'm a person who doesn't have a lot of time and I commit to playing a campaign, I don't want that campaign to be a beer and pretzels campaign. This is the time that I have chalked out for Dungeons and Dragons. And this is the time mm -hmm. that I wanna play Dungeons and Dragons. And we're just saying Dungeons and Dragons, FYI, because that's kind of, our, our center of the universe right now in our personal lives playing. But this topic applies to every single right. RPG. Every single RPG, right? And so I think that at the end right. of the day, we really need to take a look at what the various parts are for everybody who's involved in any campaign we're getting started with, right? And I get at the end of the day, it just means that we need to match up. And okay. I think this has a greater, um, it has a greater impact on your party as a whole than people give it credit for. Let me ask you something, Roberto Vos. Hmm. Um, I know that you talked about failure to launch in games that people have tried to put together. Now, being much further along in your journey, mm -hmm. and we're having this Certainly. conversation about commitment, could you see why there is such a higher level of failure to launch in, in an RPG than you had initially anticipated? 
now that I've been on both sides of the screen uh, for entire campaigns, in fact, recently just wrapping up my first DM'd module that actually reached a conclusion, uh, that takes a lot of commitment from the DM, DMer people too. You got to keep in mind that like uh, you may go through after reading the module and guess it's going to take X number of weeks to get mm -hmm. through. You're almost always going to be wildly wrong. Uh, the other thing, the other thing is that uh, that as a player in one, sometimes maybe about midway through, you start to second guess how invested you are in the story. And and I think what works for me is have a conversation with the party. Say, hey, do we really feel like, like we know what we're doing? Is there a reason I'm feeling this way? And then maybe if a few people are, then we'll have a conversation with the DM and say, hey. We're not really feeling this. Is there a reason or something we're not getting that makes us feel this way? And then kind of level set everybody. And you may run into a situation where you've just been doing kind of a very similar thing and kind of had your fill of it. And you could shelve something, move on to something else, try it out, and then come back to it later. But I but I think that the 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 inflexibility can quickly cause someone to say, uh, be afraid to talk to to their friends. And Suddenly, oh, I gotta miss this week. Oh, dang, I gotta miss next week too. Yeah, they just don't. The show next thing back you know, they're anymore. actually just quitting. Silently. I think that's one of the most common uh, ways that mm -hmm. a D and D group falls apart. Right? It's there's there's one break for whatever reason, uh, and then there's a mm -hmm. second break. And what happens is the players that are really committed to playing Dungeons and Dragons and make it a priority in their life. Um, for whatever various reasons that could happen, are the ones that get frustrated with the people who don't make it a priority in their life, um, and you and you you get frustrated with that person, right. and you silently leave for a game that's more consistent. I mean, I'm going to game on Sundays, right? You you, you view it as or or Saturdays or Fridays, and you know, if your if your game is canceled yeah. twice in a row, yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm gonna go find somebody else's one shot to get together with. And then, oh no, I was here two weeks in a row because mm -hmm, our thing was sure. paused and I really like their story. I'm going to keep playing with them. It was for easy sure. enough to cancel think, two weeks. I think that there we are cancel another two multiple weeks. silent killers for a campaign. And I think this is a big one that people don't address, right? Because they don't address the expectations of commitment up front. And I think that's, that, that seems or could seem a little weird to us because we as a group do the three groups that we participate in together for anybody who hasn't caught on yet, mm -hmm. me and Roberta Bulls play in three separate games together with each other. And uh, all three of our games, we have an expectation of consistency and commitment, right? We're not inflexible. One of the big things is, is, is then how do you find people to play with either to play at your table as a gm or for you as a player uh to play with a group uh there's usually like a looking for game post uh on on some of the forums and whatnot that are pretty hit or, hit or miss i mean you're you're just dealing with strangers in the world but i think one of the things is uh i'm i'm soliciting one to two players for my sunday game as we're we've closed the chapter on a campaign and i'm going to be starting a new one 
I'm going to have to cast a very wide net in my social circle. They are so because high. the standards for commitment are so high that 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 a smaller funnel of people would be able to commit to this particular day of the week, every week. this timing of the day, this type of content, this duration mm -hmm. of a man uh, of a thing, and being weekly. You know, it's going to be tough. I know they're out there. But but I do think that putting the the higher sort of commitment standard on it, the double edged sword is that it's going to be harder to find people. Correct. But the ones that you find so, don't me, need to be replaced. Let me replaced talk about something real quick first. I think that you make very good points when it comes to you know casting a wide net to find new people and the bar being higher. But I think what we have to talk about though is that it starts with ourselves right? Because you shouldn't even, this is going to be probably controversial for some people. You should not be looking for a Dungeons and Dragons game if you can't commit time, right? There are people out there yeah, that, that have yeah. pie in the sky notions that I'm going to be able to make it fit in, but they don't really have the time available to do it. So they're, 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 something gets in the way, they call out right. from D&D, they stop and don't do it. Like, because they're like, oh, this thing popped up. Oh, this thing popped up. Oh, I, I can't do it this weekend. My wife said, no, I've got to go do this thing. Uh, my kid has a baseball game that I can't miss, right? Well, I mean, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? If you cannot solidly know that that time is going to be available to you to play, you should know not to sign up, right? You don't take on something that you're not capable yeah, of doing. Yeah. So a lot of times we have to take a hard look at ourselves and say, hey, can I actually carve out the time to commit to this? That's number one, right? Can you carve yeah. out the time to commit? Because when you don't do that, you are letting the other people down at the table. They have made the time for that space for you to play. They are showing up on time. They are doing what they need to do to make sure that it happens. Why aren't you? If you're only guessing that it looks like your next month of these set days are clear, and you can't, re you really don't know if you you can carry that out as long as it needs to go things get kind of well i mean if I'm, I'm good for now we'll see what happens then you're going to end up not being able to do it you're going to end up having to drop out and then your whole group is going to have to go through this whole searching and looking for group and then evaluating and vetting people and one-shotting and group fitting and all it's it's going to end up being uh very expensive in terms of things you're going to have to be doing right. Instead yeah, of playing make, the damn game a, that everyone's here to play. It makes a lot of extra work for people when somebody Overhead. is wishy-washy, right? They, they, they want to play Dungeons & Dragons so bad that they will say, yeah, I can do it then. And then it turns out they actually really couldn't, right? Because they're banking on like, oh, I get done work at 4 o'clock, D&D mm -hmm. starts at 5, it's only a 45-minute drive home. But then it turns out you have at least 20 right. to 30 minutes of traffic every single week. 
and you've got one person that they're one day that they seem to always call out or get sick right, happens you're to be on your D and D night, so you're showing up a few hours late. Works. Yeah, no, these are just things that right. that you know happen in your life, but you're just hoping that they won't happen on a Dungeons and Dragons night, right? And and it sucks, and it sucks, and I exactly. want to tell you something different. But at the end of the day, you would be committing to something that the other people have an expectation of you being there. And then when you're not there, it really messes things up. And so I think the first part of, and the most important thing about everything that we're talking about is making sure that you can carve out that time. Because I think people struggle with this. So the first thing I suppose is really honestly be critical with yourself. Uh, can you carve out the time? Will you actually Then the next do thing it? to yep. think about is will you? Will you carve the time out? Because I, I'll tell you what, I've seen this happen before. It's a cyclical thing, right? So here, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, when we get into the fall and the winter months, you know, particular holidays excluded, uh, you can do shit outside, not where I live. And it becomes a lot easier to say, mm -hmm. hey, what else would I do this evening? I'll play D&D. &D. And that's great. And over the over the late fall and the winter and the dark days and then the spring, the that's fine. And then all of a sudden, you've got concerts concerts coming up the motorcycle you've got your sports game starting and and all of a sudden you could do stuff outside and it's like mm, all of a sudden that's looking a lot more attractive than sitting around throwing dice and and i've seen I the think cycle this is I've something that people are going to hate me for right but committing to a DD &D group does require some sort of sacrifice to be there on everybody's part it's going to happen Right, you're you're gonna miss basketball mm -hmm. games. You're gonna miss football games. You're gonna. You, there are things that are going to crop up that it isn't fair for you to make this other thing that you're doing more important than your Dungeons and Dragons group. And it's funny, and and people are gonna say, "Ah, oh, but Rex, it's just a game." Yeah, but like, so here's the thing. I play Dungeons and Dragons as, as a release, right? It's fun for me. It helps me de-stress. It helps my mind work, right? Like all of the different various puzzles, social interactions, and all the decoding that you need to do in Dungeons and Dragons. It makes my mind work, and it helps me. It helps me center myself and, and be good with my week. When you just call off because, you know... You have a weekly commitment that you've had for the last six months and you're just like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, like I've got this concert that I'm just going to go to tonight. Last minute, right? That feels shitty, right? It's different if you say, "Yeah, hey guys, I'm going to buy tickets to this concert that's happening in September and it's like June and we're like, oh, great. Okay, yeah. I can plan around that. Either we can switch yeah. today that week or I can plan something fun to go do on that day myself because I now know 
you know, three months out that I'm not going to be playing D&D that day. I could get in touch with some of my friends and go have an outing somewhere uh, on the same day, right? Um, But if it's like Saturday afternoon and you're like, oh, my friend had tickets to this thing and they offered for me to go and just give me the tickets. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But you have a weekly commitment, right? It's it's your responsibility right. to stick to that commitment because you're not just screwing it up for yourself. You're screwing it up for however many other people at your table. Yeah, the players, the DM, you know, and then and then you've got people that if they knew that was going to be a day, the group decided, hey, everyone find something different to do on your own or we'll do something together. You can make plans a day or an afternoon is not enough time, you know, to make plans that would be any more fun than the game that you you love playing that now you can't play. Uh, so that, yeah, that is, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel good to be viewed uh, as You know, I'll, I'll use a play a little devil's advocate though. So what you're telling me is that I should prioritize uh, my, my this weekly game that I've 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 joined instead of my real life friends, right? That's 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 an answer you're gonna get back from people, right? Yeah, my fam or or my family, right? I can uh, you're hear telling that come me back. I should prioritize this game over my family, and and sure. and my I get where you're coming from, people, but but I have a response, right? And it is. When you go to work, you make a commitment to be at work, right? What does your job do if you last minute call out from your job like three days in a row? It varies from job to job, but like all of them, it's going to be the same. Ultimately, you're either going to get in serious trouble or you're going to get fired. Right. I mean, honestly, I, I, I could, I could see the point of view. It really kind of depends on, uh, I guess it depends on how comfortable you are doing something that isn't including your family or friends. Also, no one is saying that it doesn't right. have to bring your family and friends along to the table too. I, you thought about that, but, uh, I will tell you outside of, D&D before I was even playing D&D there were hobbies and stuff that I was involved in that, that my family doesn't care about and it didn't involve them you know pa- pack up a drone and drive out you know in the middle of the nowhere and fly it all by myself I heard no complaints so you might be kind of surprised that that four hour carve out chunk in a week nobody's gonna mess you just try to pick a day that doesn't fun. interfere with that kind of stuff, right? Like, if you know your family frequently goes out on outings on Sundays, don't plan a D&D sure. game on Sunday, right? Don't, don't, don't join one. Or if you know that you're, uh, if you're, if you're into, uh, like, NFL and you like to go watch games together or attend games, for you. Sundays, right? probably not so the best day for you. It's all these things culminate in considering yep. your commitment. And, and I'm a firm believer that you should you should carve out that time if you want to and stick to it and be committed to having that time be dedicated to your party and only in extreme certain circumstances and extreme situations should you put forth 
uh, not having that day, right? Because it's not just you. You're dealing with a commitment mm -hmm. to other people. And if you can't do that, then go find a game that works for you. Go find a game that's going to be done in four sessions. I was going to mention that, is that that doesn't nope. mean that you cannot play D&D. &D. It just means that there are certain groups that you won't be able to play with, and there are certain games, tables, that you won't be able to play at, but that doesn't mean that there aren't any for you. For example, I... Now, good luck finding it. Of course, all the searching and everything is that that's always the hard part, no matter what. There are games out there the that let you drop in, game. drop out for one session, two or three, and get an experience playing with people where sometimes you end up playing with some of the same members at any given time. It's never con con like consistent, but it doesn't mean you won't experience D&D. You're just going to experience in a very... It'll be a very different way, uh, and that's fine, but it will be very different than actually playing with a core group at the table, a longer-term story that takes some time to tell. I'm going to throw a hot fine. take out there, Robertables, right? <laughs> I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for 31 years this summer, right? As of the beginning of August, it has been 31 years for me. I started playing D&D &D when I was eight years old. Um, so I have had absolutely consistent campaigns throughout my lifetime. My very first group of people that I played Dungeons & Dragons with, I played with them for 10 years, once a week, every week, not missing more than four sessions every year. That's wild. People I love it. who say, I keep playing Dungeons and Dragons and then the game fizzles out and I can't keep playing are usually people that are surrounded, yep. either are themselves, are surrounded by people who can't make these commitments and it ends games. So, so it's so important that yeah. you be a little strict when it comes to committing to a game. People are going to say, mm -hmm. oh, well, it's too much if you're going to ask me to prioritize the game over my real-life friends if they're going to ask me to do something last minute. It's not fair to, to make me prioritize the game over my family if they ask me to do something last minute. Well... I would put out there that if you're unwilling to do these things, you may have found the cause as to why you can't play in a consistent game. Right. Well, either you it's a, it's a or look in the, the mirror other moment, people right? that you're just accepting of it of. Right? Think about it like this, Roberto Wills, right? If we're a beer and pretzels mm -hmm. group, right? We're beer and pretzels, so we, we're not really strict on the time commitment or anything like that. And, and I just say to you, Oh, hey, Robertables, I got, let's just play. We're, we're playing on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, Robertables, uh, I have a concert to go to this Sunday. We just can't, I, I can't make it this Sunday. And if you're uh, with the Beer and Pretzels mm -hmm. low commitment group, you're going to be like, oh, okay, Rex, we'll just have to call this Sunday off. I'm, I am literally right. watching it happen in a few different discords off. right now. And then our third party member calls off. And then our fourth party member calls off. Now, only one individual mm -hmm. was responsible for D&D &D not happening four weeks in a row, 
But then Dungeons and Dragons doesn't happen for four weeks in a row. And then you wonder why the people don't get back together because the spark of fun is gone or they don't remember what's going on in the campaign mm -hmm. anymore. So it's hard to keep consistency. Or. Yeah, maybe maybe the the DM uh, also just got so used to people calling off. Well, why am I going to do prep this week? So they haven't done prep. Now people want to get back together. The players don't know what's going on. So that's extra work for the DM to refresh everyone's memory, refresh his own, do even more prep to make up time. And it gets easy for the DM to maybe say, guys, I'm unprepared for this session. There's too much for us to do to get back yeah. together. And now you cancel for week five. Do you come back week six? Well, I mean, I could have been there for that one, but you, you all know I said three months ago, I'm going to miss this one. And then it just, yeah. eventually it's like, Maybe we just don't play anymore. How long have you been playing Dungeons and Dragons now? That's how it happens. Uh, almost, definitely almost, over almost two years. I think. How many it's games are you playing be. in right now? Uh, I'm well as of last Sunday, because uh, we closed the chapter. Uh, three D and D games, and one right, so, that's so like a uh, like a mech game. Yeah, you're in four right now. Just right. Big robots fighting. There are so people four. who yeah. struggle to get into one. Four. So what do you think the difference is between you and the people who are struggling to get into one role-playing game a week? And then they, they, they say, I just can't find a group to play in that one role-playing game a week. I think it's one of two things. It's that the person isn't able to commit or they're finding groups that also aren't comprised of people willing to commit because it's got to be both sides got to be both sides right and so if you run into a hey we're here if you show up and and you know if you got to call out we're very uh, i hear i hear this a lot i hear we're very low-key group we're very chill we're chill vibes yeah i mean my big red flag to me big red flag and and i and i i wouldn't join that group because i just if i get a sense that they're going to flake yeah. out i don't even start the conversation i scroll to the next post because like it's not if you're not going to invest in this is the day this is the time these are decided so that, so that's I'm not gonna even going to invest a takeaway here if people you, listening sorry. right to to clarify Roberta Bowles just said hey if I get any whiff that this group is going to be flaky I'm not going to invest my time in moving forward with that group do you know what that means in the long term I don't think his nope mindset is very different than any other player who is willing to commit to Dungeons and Dragons. So that means if you are a casual group, if you mm -hmm. are a beer and pets pretzels group and you're okay with that, you're only ever going to attract other people who are okay with that as well. And then your campaigns will constantly fizzle out and die. Yeah. And constantly have to be reset and then there you are back on LFG. Yeah. We're before. going to get a lot of uh, kickback for this topic because there's going to be a very large amount of beer and pretzels players out there who are going to tell us that that's not the reason why they can't find a campaign. Um, and I think that they they haven't experienced it, right? in the same way 
that that we have over our years, right? You know, you a much shorter time, but I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you right now, I've experienced almost every type of group out there in my 31 years, right? I am an avid player. I, I for almost my entire existence of play, mm -hmm. have had one, if not two or three consistent groups a week for various RPG settings, not just Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. So... I think people need to take a hard look at one of the primary causes that causes their groups to fall apart. A lot of what we're reacting to or, or spicy taken uh, on this one is sort of the campaign complaints of my campaigns keep falling apart either from, a, you know, from a DM view or my games fall apart from a player view uh, or maybe you are a player out there that you really want to play. You want to experience it, but there's a certain threshold of commitment you can't meet, but there is some. And like we talked about earlier, there's room for you. Just know, have an expectation of what you're going to get. It's kind of like you get what you pay for. Uh, when you look at someone who has a longer term campaign that actually concludes without missing sessions, it's because all of those people spent the work to to do so and the spending of the work is is saying no to other opportunities you don't have to be us but we never seem to have problems with campaigns falling apart and if you do be a little critical mm -hmm. be honest with yourself you know why why is that uh and i know you're going to send your hot takes our way and that's completely fine but you know some of it is going to come down to what kind of campaign was it and what was the upfront session zero. Oh, you didn't have a session zero. Okie dokie. Well, <laughs> let's talk no, about I that in another you. episode. Think, and don't, don't, don't get this twisted. We're saying this is one of the reasons that your campaign could possibly fall apart. We will talk about others because there are, other, there are other things out there, right? Like, Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the quick things that, that springs to mind for me is um the player conflict in game in game conflict not not each individual yeah. player at the table not humans dealing with humans not but player not characters humans. yeah with player characters player characters player um, character just as conflict. a quick aside this is a, a bigger topic we'll get into it at some point right maybe even real soon um that you know if if you don't build yeah. your yeah. character to play nice with the other characters at the table you're just asking for a bad situation a and that's another thing that just ends games right mm -hmm. D, D is about showing up to the table and having fun all right well i think we're good on this topic for now do you have any parting thoughts on commitment do you have any uh heads up for let's say specifically new players out there i think that i think new players looking for a group uh I think that is the one that we want to be able to have a takeaway message to say, set your expectations. Would what say, would you say to them? Um, They're looking for a group right now. where you can. And when you make a commitment to a table, absolutely stick to it. Um, and there are things that you can do to, to get out of it if you're like D&D &D isn't for you. 
just be honest to yourself and be honest to the other people that you're making a commitment to. If you're just not vibing on the game, you're a new player, you're starting Dungeons and Dragons, and you've given it the good old college try, that's okay to just say it's not for me. But mm -hmm. have the conversation with your table. Have the conversation with the other players and DM and just be like, hey, guys, mm -hmm. this really isn't working out for me. But if it is working out for you, stick to your commitments. If you make a commitment, show up on time, play that game every week, and have a ton of fun. This is David Poindexter, a.k.a. Robert Tables. This is Matthew Brosey, a.k.a. Rex Havoc. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Top Down RPG. And stick around for next time where we're actually going to talk about the topic we just mentioned, party conflict resolutions, what it means for you, what it means for your table.